What is going on, gamers and friends? Welcome to another Untitled Gamecast. And if this is your first time joining, I am your host, Aiden Gross. And join with me, like join with me, like always, uh, my boy, Dominic D'Amico. What's up? What's up? What's going on, Dom? Uh, you know, same old, same old. Um, <laughs> had a bit of news this week. Just some stuff from Xbox, some stuff from uh, Ubisoft. It's good right. week. And this has been one of my favorite weeks in a while because I know you don't love sports as much, but basketball and football or basketball and baseball started. And then we have Comic-Con at home all week. So I've been watching all that actor coverage. And then yeah. we had the Ubisoft coverage. So we've had just, it's just been a lot of stuff this week that I've been looking forward to. So it's been good. And yeah, we've been yeah. playing a lot of good games. So yeah, most definitely. So we have a lot to talk about. If this is your first time to uh, come to the podcast we talk about just gaming news and just our impressions of stuff and just everything gaming so and if you're joined with us like always you you know the deal so we can get right into it today we have three big topics we want to talk about one we saved because now we know a little bit more is going to be next gen prices we're going to talk about the big xbox game showcase that happened on saturday or no that was thursday sorry Thursday and literally uh, yesterday. Right, yesterday. I'm telling you, these days blend together with this quarantine, where the days yeah. feel like months and the months feel like days. And I was joking, but um, and then we're gonna end on now we've both played a little bit of Ghost of Shi. I've done a little bit more, but now we've both at least got to play it. So we'll talk about more of our impressions on that. So let's get right into it with the next gen prices. This is a big topic. So there's a big topic that broke about two weeks ago that. We de- Dom actually brought it up that we should talk about on the podcast, and I definitely agreed with him. And uh, was the price of video games. And what do you do? You want to start on it, or I could? I have some notes, but yeah. So yeah. what happened was it was I believe 2K that said that NBA 2K 21 and uh, their future games are going to be seventy dollars instead of sixty dollars. Yeah, which is kind of a big deal considering the price of games hasn't changed in like several generations of consoles yeah also the only way you can cross-gen purchase as we've seen so far is like with games like cyberpunk is how they do it is that it's only available with the mamba forever special edition which looks really cool for kobe dying and they have him on the cover but with regardless of which console you buy it on and that's the only way sort of to get the cross-gen purchase without buying the game twice well let's clarify the black mamba edition is for nba 2k not cyberpunk cyberpunk right. is if you buy it I know digitally they use smart delivery. Um, I can't remember physically right now, but let's just clarify that right there. And then this week it was, I want to say it was Ubisoft came out and said that all of their games for this year, for the rest of 2020, for the holiday season, are going to remain at $60. Right, that's good. And that's a big deal because, I mean, while the prices haven't gone up, all the work that goes into making a game, everything that goes into it has skyrocketed. Right. Like, I mean, if we compare cyberpunk to let's just say the original star Wars battlefront, both of those take a lot of work. Both of those take a lot of work, but one of them is a lot more complex, complicated costs a lot more to do. Cause you need a lot more powerful machines to run it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy though that also this is the first ever indicator that next gen may come up with a price jump, and it's good that Ubisoft indicated that, but we don't know after because they said the first year, right? They just said for 2020, so that's going to this holiday season, but we don't know about their major releases for next year. And you touched upon that. You said we haven't really seen games as a whole go up in price since like the beginning of like the 360 era, when some games, I guess EA games and Call of Duty, kind of ushered in the change of $60 games being the norm. Remember that? How yeah. do you feel about the price change? Well, UK I think was it's been longer up. than that. I think it was since before the 360. I You're think right, it was right. Back to like original Xbox, it was right. $60. There um, was some, because I remember buying some on that system for cheaper, and some were 60 I remember I was like, oh, this is really expensive, this one. So, And then I remember when I just, I, at least I remember every game, the norm for everyone was, you know, of that era, maybe 10 years now, maybe the beginning yeah. of the 2000s, I would say, maybe even earlier, because you're right, maybe earlier than that. So, uh, what was I gonna say? Do you think, like, are you okay with that? Do you think it's time for the price change and it's fair? I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's gotta be because we want this industry to survive. We want it to be willing to take bigger risks without having to sh- like shoehorn in microtransactions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, if for a game the size of, you know, Skyrim or GTA Five, 
or whatever the next versions of those games are going to be are going to be that much bigger and crazier. Right. And they're still going to be charging the same price. It's just, they're not, it, it doesn't work. They need to add other methods of making money. Right. Like right, right. In the Skyrim remastered editions. Now they have that creation club where you can pay for like curated mods, basically. Exactly. Um, you're right. And I mean, also if you factor in inflation, it means that even though we're paying $60 today, that $60 isn't worth as much as it was 10 years ago. Right. You get upon, I was even going to talk about that. You, you got ahead of me and that's exactly what I was going to say. It's, it's that's like, totally true. There was a crazy thing. Um, anyone interested in kind of hearing about something similar, check out uh, this NPR podcast called Planet Money. But they mm-hmm. did an episode on why the price of Coca-Cola stayed five Oh, I think cents. I heard that. Yeah, yeah I think I heard that. Five yeah. cents for like 60 years. Yeah, that's and crazy. And they were losing tons and tons of money. Right. And I mean, they, personally, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, personally, I think the price increase is kind of expected. And I know yeah. some people might disagree, you know. But I feel that $60, even for the games we're getting now, is kind of a steal, especially for the major, like, first parties and AAA games. And, yeah. uh, I mean, there are exceptions there, like, when you spend $60 and the game's bad and lacking content. But with just beating The Last of Us Part Two, like, hell yeah, that was worth $60. And I totally would pay 70 for that. Yeah. So, I kind of, and I did, I guess, since I bought the special edition. <laughs> But uh, yeah. but like games like that, like Last of Us, I know Ghosts, which is also like that. I'd definitely pay. I think that's a pretty fair price. And going up $10, like you said, inflation, like what? Uh, gas is more expensive. Movie tickets, a gallon of milk's more expensive. Like you had to think this was going to get a little more expensive. And even movie tickets, the only reason they're so cheap is because theaters like depend on concessions to make most of their money. That's yeah. why concessions yeah. are so expensive because... Most of those ticket sales money goes back to the, you know, to the people who made the film, right. and then the concessions and all the other stuff goes to, goes to the theater. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And honestly, I thought it had been raised higher to like eighty dollars. So I'm glad it's not going that high. So I think it's reasonable yeah. sense. But yeah, I get why people are upset because I've read that a lot. Like people are okay with it. People are upset. My friends are upset. <clears throat> obviously, obviously, I remember. Obviously, I remember when I was younger. Like I could only get like a few games a year. You know what I mean? From saving up my money. So, and now with games that are coming out that last so much longer, I guess you have to really know where to save your money and what the bang for your buck is. So, yeah. Um, For you, question for you Will you wait for games to go on sale because of this? Because some games usually go on sale after a month. That's a lot of people said. Like my friend, uh, he was like, Yeah, I'm just going to wait for games to go on sale now. And I was like, That's kind of like a fair point. Well, I think it depends on the game, doesn't it? If a game's that good and worth it and you really want to play it and you want to support the people who make it you know right day one right that's why even though i've been burned on games before pre-ordering them and getting them i still got you know a game like sekiro i wasn't sure i'd like because it was a departure from right in terms of just gameplay from like dark souls and stuff like that i still got it because i really like that developer really wanted to support exactly right but for a game like um I picked up Jedi Fallen Order on sale cuz even though I like Titanfall I'm not I wasn't sure if I would like Fallen Order mm-hmm. so I waited picked it up and I was right well you know I wasn't a big fan okay so no, that just true. depends on the game it depends if you want cuz sometimes I wait for a game to sale go on sale and like gamers like us sometimes there's games I can't wait to go on sale like you know Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us day one buy for me um, I want to bring up something that I don't know if you th- agree with. So personally, I expect those like the casual gamers they that don't follow gaming news like us, like me and you, that they won't even like notice the price increase. You know, like I think that's probably why 2K feels comfortable making this move, maybe because that audience kind of just goes in buying 2K every year. Right. Yeah. So and it's I not throwing like shade at the, they, no, we're, it's not throwing shade at the 2K community. Yeah. I play a lot of 2K also, but like. No, I was just going to say, I feel where it's going to hit hardest is the kids saving up money to like right. buy their own games. Because, you know, for the longest time, every new game's, you know, $59.99. And when you have the sales tax memorized, it's basically, you just know how much a game is going to be whenever you go to get a brand new game, because it's always the same price. Right, right. And for kids who are on you know, doing chores to earn allowances or, 
you know, parents and trying you know, saving to buy kids a game, it's going to be a little more. And right. That kind of kind of sucks. But if this industry is going to keep getting better and building the kind of creations right. that make people want to keep playing games without right. bringing in the things that get uh, certain aspects banned in countries like microtransactions, stuff like that. It's got to happen. Right. Because, I mean, That's think true. how many parents let their kids start up Fortnite because it was free and then have ended up sink- sinking, like, hundreds of dollars into it. Oh, my God, yeah. That's so true. That's so true. It's, like, hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of dollars. Yeah, because it's well, it's like death by a thousand cuts. It's not, oh, I'm going to spend $70 right away on Fortnite. It's I'm going to spend, all right, 400 V-Bucks here. All right, 1,000 here. A bit much. All right, I'll give it a few weeks. All right, another 500 Something I wanted to ask you about this. Do you think the timing, because I don't, I don't think the timing isn't, or the timing isn't surprising at all with them lining it up with the new consoles, because it's absolutely, this, or it's absolutely the smartest thing they can do, because people are already spending hundreds of, <clears throat> of dollars on a new console and are already flexible, and suddenly you can just justify it being more expensive. Do you know what I mean? When it's like, oh, this isn't a PS4 game, this is a PS5 game, you could tell your friends, and to them it might feel like a different thing. But I'm okay with this. I think in terms of inflation, like we said, like it's just like, all right, like you pay a little more for it. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it makes sense to kind of line it up right there to mm-hmm. kind of make that delineation between, all right, we missed out on last gen being able to raise prices because it becomes, all right, everyone else is 60. If I'm the only one to raise, I better be selling a special edition or be throwing something extra in here. Right, right. So with this, like you said, they get to the new console. It's like, all right, you're getting your PlayStation 5, and PlayStation 5 games are going to cost a touch more. But I wonder if that means Ubisoft is trying to do exactly, Mm -hmm. you know, the reason why people didn't try to do it in the middle of the PS4 generation, the Xbox One generation, and trying to undercut those prices. That's true. Like saying, oh, all right, you want uh, 2K with your Xbox One? Oh, that's 70, but mm-hmm. you want Watch Dogs Legion? That's 60. That's the price you know and love, isn't it? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, you know, if that's how it is at launch, they better make that move soon because they don't want to get stuck at 60. Right, right. Because that's a hard. Like, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Hey, well, like as a hardcore gamer, which I thought about, Will this with the price rising games like will this mean less microtransactions in games like because like where's the extra cost going is it going to the development like I don't I want to almost know where this extra cost is going you know yeah well kind of I mean the development of games is secret right for reasons they don't want people to spoil it I mean look at what happened with the last of us and that was just one leak right um so they kind of keep the whole process pretty locked down in secret but I think it depends on how much a game sells. Like, imagine if all the copies of Grand Theft Auto V that have sold, sold mm-hmm. for $10 more. Right, right, right. That's a lot of money. That can hire more people. That can pay salaries. And maybe, it. I think it just depends on how they want to use it. Do they want right. to hire more people to improve development times? Do they want to invest on implementing new technology that'll make right. games better? And I'm okay with spending more money if they're doing that. Because I'm a big, you know, I'm a big supporter of that. I yeah. don't support, which I hopefully will change, that you're kind of essentially being charged. Maybe this is just 2K doing it, and hopefully pe- people get mad enough that they'll change this and it'll be an example of 2K. But you're essentially being charged for the cross-generation gener- upgrade, or like, hear this. So like, because you need to buy the special edition of 2K, which is mm-hmm. $99. So to get that upgrade or both generation versions, you know, if you want to think about that way, how do you feel about that? Like, do you think it should be uniformly free thing, like from a game company offer any sort of upgrade and that charge you? Because we do have that smart delivery on Xbox. Like, we don't know. I don't know. We don't know anything on Sony's front. You know? Well, at the same time, the technology is technology is different. They're still selling two different versions of the games. Yeah. And if people really want it for their Series X or their PlayStation 5, they can wait. Right. Well, it's not going anywhere. And even if they really, really wanted to, you know, do the Kobe edition, well, then they're just getting more right. Kobe, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, dude, this is uncharted territory that we're in. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you wouldn't get this with last generation at all. 
because now you can we're in a time where you can update games and change the look of games and developers can change things just by like a patch and that's just easy right so we're using we that wouldn't now. get it with last gen grand theft auto 5 didn't even have an upgrade option same thing with right Scott. well that's what i'm trying to say so we're used to like now you people could just patch it and developers do that so the idea that you'd have to buy a special version of a game in order to get that patch is like a little weird and especially i'm going to get a little p especially i'm gonna get a little pc gamer right now we're not a pc gaming thing but like pc right now the ps5 upgrade is just max settings or higher settings on the pc version essentially that's what i've read so it's like these upgrades quote unquote and maybe they'll prove me wrong i'm not sure but these upgrades are really just tuning up the game better because the ps5 can run it you know which is great I'm well, awesome. it's the same thing. It's the same thing with a PC. They might give you those settings, but unless you've paid to upgrade your right, upgrade your rig, you won't be able to run them. Right. And even then, it's simpler because they're only releasing one version of the game. Yeah. They don't have to maintain across multiple storefronts. They don't have to, you know, do specific updates for specific versions of the game. Because. I will bet I bet money there will be specific bugs that will crop up on you know, the Series X that didn't crop up on the one bugs that crop up on the PS5 that didn't crop up on the four. Right, right, right. So I can get it. Doesn't yeah. mean I like it, but I get it. Right, right, right. That's true. That's true. That is true. Well, yeah, it's good. This is uncharted waters. Like, cause I don't expect the upgrade we're getting will be like new work from the developers that they're putting into the game specifically for this version. You yeah, know I mean, it's, like, not, it's not too uncharted because, like you said, it was fifty before, like the Xbox three hundred and sixty, and then it went up to this. But even during the NES, games cost like fifty to eighty dollars, depending on the game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I well, think what happened was games used to have a wider variation in cost. Yeah, it became very uniform, and now that you've like uniformity is trying to like move ahead, but it's hard because it's not like they're fixed to like a specific market or whatever. They get like totally each company has to choose when to raise those prices. Yeah. Hey, we see eye to eye on this, and that's why we have a podcast, because we definitely see eye to eye on this. We'll leave it at that, because we had a lot to say, and it was a good, like, 12 minutes of us talking, because this is big, big news. So yeah. we'll leave it at that, and we'll see what we hear from in the prior months. Uh, next, because we have two other subjects to talk about, the Xbox Series X showcase, the games, and our Ghost of Tsushima impressions. I'll leave, since I'm the host, I have rules, and I'm going to give it up to you, Don. What do you want to talk about first? Because we both have some good stuff. Ghost or, or the Xbox? Fallout and Skyrim. Fallen Sky. Well, we could talk about. I know because that's even playing right now. But we have to talk about the new news. Everyone knows. No, about yeah. Fallout so, Skyrim. So let's go so through we're the DLC for the Outer Worlds. Yeah, and we're getting a game set in the Pillars of Eternity universe. That certainly, from the little teaser they showed, looks like Skyrim. Right. Like magic right. in one hand, sword in the other. Right. And they're both being made by Obsidian. Right. So, I mean, so that was my highlight. I love that. And when they released the Outer Worlds, the big thing was from the original, from the creators of the original Fallout, you know, mm-hmm. right, which it right, was right. Tim Kane and Leonard Boyarsky, I think their names are. They were kind of the leads on it, and getting DLC for the Outer Worlds, I'm really excited for. The game was kind of short, but I liked it. I loved it a lot. We agree on that. A lot great. better than yeah. Fallout Four, right? Just in terms of story and being able to make it go where you wanted to make mm-hmm. it go. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel dissatisfied with that game the way I did with Fallout 4. Right. And as for the other one, you know, just it's got the sword and sorcery look. We saw like animated skeletons. I love the name of that. I love that name. And, you know, I'm excited. Hopefully, it doesn't come Obsidian, like 2024. <laughs> I think Obsidian is just like really going at Bethesda's like yeah. crown jewels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys have these now. Guess what? We made one of those, and we can do the other better. Right. I really like the sound of that. Right. Right. All right. So, other than that, we also got two games. I kind of want to hear your opinions on that. You know, kind of make me want to like, what is twenty twenty? Right. Aside from you know, Outer Worlds and Avowed, which you know look like Fallout and Skyrim. Well, let's get into it really quick because you're jumping ahead with Fable. Right, you're jumping ahead. Let's just say this. There's 28 games we saw. We got about an hour. It was about a little over an hour. 
uh, about we'll 28 games. about all of them. Not all of them are worth. Not all of them. No, right, right. No, I won't. Of course, that. So I'm going to run down. So the first thing I open up with, which if you saw it, you know what they opened and ended with. But I love how they opened with Halo and ended with Fable. And I love that. Uh, I think it was great. Uh, we know it's called Halo Infinite. And we didn't know. I heard. I saw leaked images a couple of days on Twitter before, prior of a screenshot where the bottom left it shows like lb grapple so prior to this everyone's like is there gonna be a grapple and of course there was and we'll talk about that but this is the First open world grapple is- and grappling hook not grapple um, hook sorry like grab like wrestling <laughs> grab well, imagine chiefs just like batista bombing people <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be but amazing. um yeah there's a grapple hook and i'm really we'll, we'll touch that in a little bit i'm really curious how that works in multiplayer mm-hmm. but um Wow, let's talk about the big part that everyone's talking about. And me and you were talking about open world. It looks great. That looks great. They showed like the map and the HUD. And then if you get to the screenshot, there's things that show upgrades. So it's going to be a little RPG-ish. I, re- I was reading maybe not like RPG-ish, but like those upgrades will like change cooldowns or be like a little like environmental stuff. And like you saw like the energy shield that came up. And so that I'm excited. Um, yeah. How open world is it is the question. Uh, yeah, they, I'm wondering yeah. if it's because I'm wondering if it's more of it releases you into an area and then you have to come right objectives and Re- then it moves yeah. you away from this open area. Well, did you? I was watching the live stream on IGN thing. So at the end of it, they did like a after show, and mm-hmm. Ryan McCaffrey was talking about he got to talk to the people for a little bit, and he asked that question, and he they said kind of a thing where it's like it's still linear, right? They said it's still mm-hmm. linear. Still chief stories, try not to, but it's not trying to make it super open to where you can do anything. They mm-hmm. don't want you to like to tra- traverse the ring. They want you to traverse the ring the way they want you to. Mm-hmm. But you will be able to find something cool, but not be able to like, like you'll be able to find like collectibles and there could be things like you'll find something cool, but not be able to like get it. So like maybe a little Metroidvania-ish. And it really reminded me of like the reboot of, which I think Halo's doing, of these amazing franchise like God of War and how God of War reinvented it becoming like a open worldish Metroid thing where you have to you know, explore and backtrack. And I think that's what, cause you know what God of War well, was. The way you described it reminds me more of doom than God of War. Cause God of War, you could go back. And I think you could do that in this area in the game. Right. I think that the just, way you're making it sound is like doom where you said it's linear and you're still progressing, but it sets you loose in these areas where you can find collectibles and stuff. That's why I felt, God of War was kind of like that though, because it was linear too, but it had open segments and you had a lot of like backtracking. And I think that's, I mean, at least from the impressions and what they were talking about, seemed kind of like what this would be. I could be totally wrong. You know what I mean? But do you want it to be very open world or do you like how the open world aspect is? Do you like that? Well, I think there's a difference between open world and like story progression. Right. Like right, even right. open world games have a linear story. Like, there's not much you can sequence break in a game like Skyrim. Right, right, right. You know, which is considered one of the paragons of open world games. You yeah. have to go on the story in a linear way. Right. But you can also take time and just go on a bunch of side quests and stuff like that. Right. It doesn't sound like, from what you're saying, that they'll have side quests or that... Well, they might. They might. They don't necessarily jump to the end of the ring right. before they're ready for you to go to the end of the ring. Right, they so might that there might be hidden quests. You never know. They're the bungee because they heard there's still going to be skulls and well, we can't or, deal in. Well, you've said this before. We can't deal in. You'll never like you can't knows because yeah, otherwise anything can happen. That's true. I'm just saying based off what we know, it sounds more of like Doom, where you have this area you can run and move around in, and that's very open. But once you move on, maybe you can go back. Maybe not. Reminds me more of whether it's more Bioshock or more. Right, right. Well, did you ever play the new Gears Five in the Act Two? The whole Act Two, they tried an open world type of thing, and that maybe sounds maybe more what it might be. But I don't know. So maybe I mean Gears and Halo are the two. Yeah. So also, yeah, they also were saying at the pre-show or the after-show that Infinite is like a platform, so we won't see like a Halo Infinite Two. You know what I mean? This is just like a one, you know, a one-off thing. So um, what they're gonna release like additional campaigns for like 60, 70 bucks? You never know. We like, never know with three, four, three. It also it, it takes place after five. We know that. I think it was like six or five years or something like that. So we have some time. You know, we have some time there. Um, and I heard that at the, like they were saying that 
the, the questions that are asked at the end of Halo 5 will be answered. And they want to end that Forerunner saga, which I guess that was the last thing. And they want to wrap it all up. And this is like, they're trying to really move forward, which I like that. And uh, I showed you the cover art the day before uh, the press conference that it really looks like the OG Halo. You know what I mean? The cover of the OG Halo and the cover of that. Like they're really trying to go for that OG feel. And I like that. I really I like, like that. Gotcha. Yeah. I like too the the uh, comic relief coming from your pilot. I think that's really cool and Chief needs that. Like a comic relief is really good for them, for Halo in this. Um, and the weapons. 343 something is all, they've always shined on where the rock set like weapon audio and the way weapons look and all the weapons in that look sick didn't they they had like a, a thing called like a commando gun like a ravager which is like a pistol thing uh it was just cool there was a lot of cool weapons in that i want to see yeah. game yeah i wish I'm we got a little that. more go ahead i'm just saying i wish we got a little more of like the level though of like the the mission um see where i differ from you is i think they might have just used them a little poorly in in the demo there but i think the pilot at least to me, once I started th- thought about it, he came off more as a serious character than comic relief. Like some of the outbursts seem funny, but in the context of the larger game and the initial teaser we saw, he, like he's probably just a guy who really wants to get home. Right, right. Like he's stuck here with Chief, so you know at least he's <laughs> safe. But right, he's still stuck on this planet with Covenant and Forerunners and everything that wants to wants to wipe them out so mm-hmm. it's rough yeah no, so, it's rough if i were just trying to get home off an alien halo you know something probably never seen before and suddenly this dude i found in the middle of space and i was telling me wait here we're not getting your hyperdrive because i want to go explore yeah I'd be, I'd be a little upset too yeah a lot of people online are saying that the graphics didn't look great. I think they looked pretty good. They're saying the texture of the main villain, who I forgot the guy's name. But the, and I like that last part where he's like talking to Master Chief and he basically was like, I want you to be the strongest you can be and then come fight me. And I was like, ooh, I'm down for this. Like, this looks good. Some people online didn't like the way you looked at the textures. I thought it looked fine, the game. I, th- I think it looked, I think the game looked really good. I think they're right. just, uh, being kind of nitpicky. Right, exactly. I'm telling you. It's and what's more totally is remember the, um, what was that big to do about the water textures in Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. The puddles. Yeah, I know what you're like, talking. Oh, the puddles don't look as good. Right. And I'm excited because they did say it's going to be 4K, 60 FPS. So that would be yeah. good. So we'll leave that down on Halo. That is my most anticipated when I first saw it, and then we'll talk about another that probably. Well, Avowed was made now my like most anticipated because I don't know much about it. But Halo, obviously, Halo's a system seller, so. Um, number two, like I said, we're not gonna go like talk about it much. I'm just gonna go down the list. But they show State of Decay three, then Forza Motorsport, which I think this is cool because now they're not doing a numbered one, uh, Dom. They're just like making it Forza Motorsport, kind of like I feel like with Fable, like they're just like re- revamping it or restarting it and like making it boom its own thing. You know, I'm just wondering whether it's they haven't officially assigned the number to it yet because I remember in introducing Ooh. they said they're hard at entry in the next. Right. Hard at work on the next entry in the Forza Motorsports series. So I'm wondering if they're just, you know, they're going to do with like the Forza logo. Maybe they haven't decided if they're going to be doing a specific like area of the game and they want to tweak the logo to that. Oh, right, right, so right. Find out. Usually, whenever an Xbox comes out, a new one, usually, whenever a new Xbox comes out, uh, it launches with a Forza. You know what I mean? Every, every Xbox is launched with one. This one at the end of it didn't say it's like a date, so I don't think Mm -hmm. it's going to be launching with it. So that just shows me that's the first time we're not going to launch with the Forza. And that shows me who's the developer of Forza? I'm forgetting right now on the top of my head. Uh, Turn 10 Studios. Yeah, it shows that they're taking more time with this game, which I think is a big thing for them. And which that means that they're taking more time with this, they usually go off from usually a numbered Forza to Forza Horizon. Which personally, I like Horizon better. Well, Forza Horizon is a completely different studio. That's Playground Games. Right. Well, how will they be? Right. Right. So they'll probably take a break. We'll see. What, yeah, we'll see that. All right. So that was Forza. And then number four on the list uh, was Rare's open world adventure, Everwild. What do you think about that? Um, 
I don't remember like remember much of it, so it can't have looked that good. <laughs> it, it was like a like a cartoonish adventure game. Yeah, it looked, it looked yeah. cool. I think I might have just like you know not my <laughs> thing. So, uh, um, yeah, not much thoughts on it. Not much thoughts on the next one either because I don't play it. Life is strange. They announced number seven. When we talked about was the Outer Worlds DLC, which you started talking off, and I want to talk a little bit about that about uh, um, Obsidian, which I love that. And I was reading an article, I forget where, but that some, they used to say that they didn't think Obsidian could do uh, simultaneous games at a time. Mm-hmm. And I love how they came out and did three games. They have three games and back to back to back, all three. And they came out with the Outer Worlds DLC and they're like, we're doing that. And then they had the guy talk and then they showed Grounded. Which I'm actually anticipating for that game. I have that download on Game Pass for day one, which we're gonna get into Game Pass. That's the that's my secret winner. I exploded it, but we'll talk about why. No, and then Game they showed- Pass is the big loser for me. But no, like you said, we'll get to that later. What? Okay, so uh, grounded. Uh, they have this like adventure game now, which is like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is totally different. So they could juggle that, and then they're like, boom, we have like a Skyrim type of game, and like we can do, we can make it. Like I just can't wait to see how they pull it off i'm yeah i'm it looks awesome you know and i know how good obsidian is i know they they know how to make an rpg they can do games good they just check all that game just checks all the boxes i want in a game and really looking forward to all of obsidian's games and what's more is that they've done rpgs before it's not whatever you want to call it it's not the first time they've done an rpg i mean if you look back in their history they did knights of the old republic 2 they did um what's it called uh pillars of eternity one and two uh did they know bioware was Baldur's gate mm-hmm. um, but they've done big thorough rpgs right and while they didn't take fallout to first person action like bethesda did with fallout 3 they did do it better with fallout new vegas so if they can yeah i agree Hold that off again with this. I think it'll be crazy. I think uh, I think I'm really looking forward to that, especially since now, like the last few games they've done, Pillars of Eternity one and two, mm-hmm. were kickstarted. But now, right. with Microsoft behind them saying you guys can do, you know, your Morrowind or your Oblivion, you guys can do your Fallout the way you want to do it. Right, you know, more time, more resources. I mean, that just sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I was kind of bummed out and surprised we didn't get any news or like anything about Cuphead, the Cuphead DLC. But we'll hopefully hear about that soon. So going yeah. down next to the list, we don't know much about these. As Dusk Falls, that's another game. Uh, number eleven, I, my favorite trailer of all of it because I love Tim Schafer. I've played all the Double Fine stuff. Uh, Double Fine Psychonauts two, and it had this like seventies LSD trip with. Jack Black singing. I thought it was going to be Brutal Legend, too, because I love that game. But that was just the coolest trailer. And did you see that trailer? Do you know what I'm talking about? I did. I thought that was interesting that really? they're singing that song. I'm wondering if he's going to be doing any I sort of I think he music. will. Probably. Probably. Hopefully. Um, the biggest one, which it's not a new game, but I know you're excited for, and I think is the hu- one of the hugest news. Destiny 2 news. All the DLC is free. That's or coming to be free. That's huge, though. I think it's definitely definitely a big thing because that's expansions everyone's getting. Right. That said, it's not as much as it sounds like because they had Forsaken and then they did Shadowkeep. But after the release of Shadowkeep, the next two seasons were seasonal events. Ah. Content you can't go back and redo. So you're essentially getting kind of two like decent-sized expansion campaigns but you're not going to get to fight alongside the war mines to take down the almighty. You're not going to have the um, send the Vex back to the black garden, like public events. They have moved more towards the MMO and like, you don't want to miss this things. So I'm glad people are going to have all this. They can get there and play, but yeah, I think that's the smart thing though. Yeah. I think that's a smart thing on like marketing because they want just people to play and then, People that don't have the game, oh, well, I would buy it if there's all these expansions. Now, oh, I maybe get into it because I have these free and if I like it. So, like, I think that's a good way to get people playing. 
especially on the new generation. When they said that's free also, is that on PS4 or is that just on Xbox? All the DLC. All the DLC. Well, they said with, uh, it's with Game Pass. Okay. All right. Wow. That's huge. And then we got, like you said, the Beyond Light, which comes out November 10th. Yeah, there was a quick uh, trailer for that. I saw some cool things like some ice-looking powers where players are going to get to wield instead of powers based on light, powers based on darkness. Right. Which right, really cool. You know, I want to be excited for it, but with the way Destiny's moving, I just I can't. Right. I mean, they're moving more towards the MMO elements, towards the you have to run this public event so many times to you have to get this many kills in pvp this many headshots to like unlock stuff and that's not what i like about the games i like doing like raids and stuff with people but i don't like being forced to i don't want to say this being forced to go into repetitive activities Mm -hmm. just to kind of like notch up points yeah i agree i agree i definitely agree with that well hopefully they could change it and it hopefully will run good because they said it's gonna run i think four 4k 60 fps that would be nice yeah uh yeah nice and i know for playstation 5 they've already said for that in xbox one if you already own it it'll be it'll move with it right so uh not much more just going fast on the list uh stalker 2 which i've told my friends for some reason stalker 1 is like a cult classic and it's really good and everyone's excited about that so i might have to pick up stalker 1 next was warhammer dark tide and then one i'm really excited for because this was always a ps uh vr exclusive is tetris effect and i love tetris i never really was good at it but when i worked at my at my store that was closed now the retro game store game exchange we had the world's best tetris player come in and i watched him play for hours he would play on the big screen so that yeah. looks really cool with the music and i always wanted to play for vr now it's coming to game pass with a single player mode and a like its own multiplayer mode so that looks awesome then we got the gunk which didn't really know much about but the art style looked really cool uh two worlds which was rent two world oh no it's called the medium and it's two worlds rendered simultaneously which is like a two girls didn't know much about that had this scary vibe which i actually love horror games so i i think we kind of like touched on something similar like that with uh ratchet and clank when we were talking right. about uh, the playstation 4 conference but once again it reminds me of that titanfall level where you're glitching back oh yeah through time love that level we love that's great that being speedrun was insane um then we had uh some sega oh yeah it was sega the fantasy star online 20th anniversary i don't play that i don't think you do um it has its own thing i thought that what was xenoblade's chronicle at first i'm like this is xenoblade yeah right <laughs> xbox is getting xenoblade yeah and then i saw that i'm like wow um, that looks like they just aped xenoblade right, style right. or uh, you know right. they, they aped um Xenoblade aped Final Fantasy, not Final Fantasy, Fantasy Star Online style. Right, right. <laughs> and then one that really hit me out of left field was Remedy's game, uh, Crossfire, um, um, which is like a, multi- a shooter and a story mode shooter. It said multiplayer free in Game Pass, but not story mode. And that looks really cool. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so that's exactly where they lost my interest. You see, I love Remedy. But they keep showing off this Crossfire X game. I think it looked cool. If it's something I'm like supposed to care about, and I don't. I mean, it looks like a Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and you know if it can compete with Call of Duty, fair play. But you know, I don't. I don't want another Call of Duty. I don't. Heck, I barely even want this Call of Duty. I just like playing Warzone with. Uh, yeah, Warzone like you and my buddies. Yeah. I don't, you know, the story is good, but you play through that once. It's not like old, like OG Modern Warfare, where, all right, let's play through it again and see what kind of cheat codes we can unlock and have some fun. Right. Yeah, it's true. And uh, then we ended on the heavy hitter, which I'm excited for. I know we both are. Fable. And not Fable 4. We're taking it back to the roots. Just the OG Fable. And I thought that well, looked great. Oh, well, let's hold off there. It is a teaser. Right. Like they didn't show any gameplay. They didn't show right. any 
like anything really that shows you what the game is. That said, it's being made by Playground Games, who does Forza Horizon. So great. Uh, it's going to be in that Forza engine. We know it's going to be running there. It's going to be nice. Great pedigree, but maybe it's like we were saying about Forza. They just haven't decided how specifically they're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. So they're waiting on a title. Right. I agree. That is now my most anticipated, even though we didn't uh, see much. I like how they just went back to, like I said, Fable, original and said Fable 4. It's like a reboot of the franchise. Ho- hopefully it's going to just be called that. We don't know. I'm just really happy got announced. I had a feeling we would open up with Halo and end with Fable, which I was right. There's no gameplay, just a teaser. And this is more just, I like, it just sets the tone of the game. And it's really funny with the fairy and then like the frog eating the fairy. And it just has this whole fable vibe. Well, uh, the, yeah. That's yeah. what I was saying. It's just all you get is that. Right. So, until they can know it, yeah. story, until they're ready to kind of show they have all that settled and they're ready to show what it's about then maybe they'll do a name right a full name instead of maybe it'll be you know fable uh forgotten legends or fable um the next generation i don't know yeah and that That's was pretty yeah yeah no we'll, we'll keep you more posted on that soon it's good i i like that. i'm excited for that really really excited for that um that's pretty much it on that uh when we learned the day before the ign showed off a little bit more of was yakuza like a dragon they showed a, like a lot more of gameplay on that, which I thought that looked cool. So that's going to be a launch game too for it. And yeah. most of these are launch games, or not most of them, but like a lot of them were launch games. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks it looks pretty cool. I don't, I can't remember if Yakuza is going to be a launch title, but I do know. No, it is. That, that George like a Dragon is. Yeah, be playing the bad guy. No, they say it's a launch title, like, like a, a dragon. Yeah. Well, moving past that, I'm excited that George Takei is going to be the villain. Yeah, that looks awesome. He's a pretty good actor, and I like good actors playing bad guys. Right, right. And that was pretty much it. I was surprised, or were you surprised, I was, that we didn't get a price or date for the series for the series X? No. All right. They said they have more to announce, and so more will come. Right. Who was your winner of show? Who was your favorite game? Like, what was your winner? obsidian they're making fallout and skyrim along with their um grounded game oh right right right. all right and my winner was game pass and you i want to hear why you don't like it but does this make i think this makes game pass the best deal in gaming and it's such with this diverse lineup that they showed this launch lineup there's kind of a game for everyone and xbox game pass just want like shows that you can get all these games you could play on day one with your subscription like wow like i'm still confused how they make money i don't know how they do it but they're really committing to that as a next-gen service really blows my mind what do you why don't you feel game pass was the winner well first off you know uh with how much i can see you really like game pass with how much you keep using that same phrase the best deal in gaming oh it's totally uh but i disagree i think it's the poison pill it's $10. I think they're doing it because, well, it's $10 if you don't buy it with Xbox Live Gold. And what's more is that Microsoft has stopped selling Xbox Live Gold. Like the year long plans, they're only doing it in like one month and three month increments now. Mm-hmm. So they're forcing people to play, like, pay more. Right. Without saying, oh, we're going to force people to pay more, they're making people pay more. And for people like me who aren't really interested in what Game Pass has to offer, you know, I had it, but it's not worth the money to me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to be stuck paying because um, it's 25 for three months, $40 more a year because I don't want to use their service. Right. I'm getting penalized because they want to push something else, and I don't like that. Right, yeah. That's true. So, you know, I'm happy for you. I'm happy your your thing's getting better. But I'm unhappy because it's at the price of people who don't want to don't be part of it. Right. That's true. That's true. Because you don't want to be part of it. Yeah, well, because they don't have anything that interests me. And if there's a game I well, want to Even play, with all these games, you, won't, nothing, you wouldn't play all these for free for $10? You'd buy each one? If there's a game I want, I'll, I'll buy it. I don't want to, uh, like... Netflix has movies coming and going constantly. You know, maybe Microsoft will have 
better negotiators who won't have that happen. But I don't want me enjoying a game dependent on me paying a monthly fee. Right. And that's why I've never played like World of Warcraft. That's why I've never played Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's a good like, good uh, view you have on it. No, yeah, that's good. I just I pay I I pay for like PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Gold because that is something that I constantly use every month that has stuff that needs to be replaced. You know, fair play to that. Like they have to constantly upgrade and maintain and do stuff with servers. But like say we'll just say Yakuza, like a dragon. For that game, if I want to play it and it takes me three months to complete it, well, I've paid them for the combination of gold and uh, um, Game Pass. It's, what, 15 a month? I've paid them $45 just to, like, play that one game. And then if I want to go back and play it, that's I'd have to re-up my Game Pass when I could just pay the 60 and get it on my shelf for, like, Ever. No, that's a good way to look at it. That is a good way to look at it. I just was someone that was like that and have no more space. It's easy to just download a game and have it for... They, I mean, they give it to you long enough to beat it. You have it usually for a good amount of time. So, you're yeah, right. Well, we'll see what they do. We'll see yeah, what they do. I'm just, I always look at, like I said, Netflix and then games like Alan Wake, where they like the licenses for certain music were expiring... So they couldn't sell the game anymore for a while. Like they had to get that all figured out to redo it or say like, uh, or like neon Genesis Evangelion, which yeah. I've never watched, you know, people can string me up for that, oh, later. I love that. But people were saying that cause it didn't have the original soundtrack cause Netflix couldn't get the rights. It wasn't as good or scrubs. Same thing. They had to replace all the songs cause they couldn't get the rights for some of them. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I don't want to like, I don't want to be forced into an inferior product down the line. You know, like that. If there's a game I want, I'll uh, I'll pay for it. No, that's a good point. That is a good point. All right, so we'll end on that showcase. I give it a B plus. What letter grade do you give it? Um, I'd give it a solid A. They showed off, you know, bunch of stuff we knew was coming. A bunch hey. of hey. So then who won? Sony, whose press conference won? Xbox or Sony's? Uh, I think they kind of tied. Ooh, okay. Because, you know, I mean, they didn't, like, I wouldn't give it, like, a full 10 out of 10. Like, I'd give both of them nine fives for showing off stuff we didn't know was coming and stuff we did know. Yeah, neither of them have been beyond perfect. Right, right, right. Like, they've done, they've done what they need to do to get me excited about games but they haven't given me like a true mind-blowing moment yet yeah fair that's fair all right so we'll go on from that oh also uh, i want to tell you my paper mario came in and i'm about three hours in has finished toad town it's really fun i like it. it's charming the music's really good once you know the like the puzzle for each it, each battle it gets fun it's cool i like it how yeah. far are you in the game um I'm a little farther than you. I'd say like two bosses, three bot, maybe three. No, okay. like two bosses farther than you. Right. Um, and I just wish there was like a little more to what I'm doing battle wise. Right. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Once you find out and crack the code, it gets kind of like boring. Like I'm, I'm finding myself want to like run past the battles and just explore the world. The world's way nicer and it's beautiful. I'm playing on the big TV. It's, it's nice. It's really cool. It's charming. The writing great. The, the writing work, continues man. to get better. I know, but it really is for some reason charming to me because the writing is so funny. Like I had one point where literally I forget which one. I won't spoil. It, like a toad said something to me, and I was literally laughing for like five minutes. Like laugh out loud. Like laugh out loud laughing. <laughs> like it's funny. All right. Well, I would be farther. I would be farther, but I've been playing which we're talking about now so much of Ghosts of Tsushima. Oh my gosh, so good. And I know you finally got it. Um, how far are you? Um, not too far. I beat the, uh, I saw your trophy thing. Cause I'm f- all my friends. It just pops up the new ones. And it said you did oh, Mr. Facebook over here. Mr. NSA sneaking through our history. No, no, no. Well, just on my, um, on my main PlayStation thing. If you had to scroll down, it shows everyone's like 
all my friends' activities of so like my friend I have like three friends playing it and just like this guy unlocked this and I'm like oh all right but you just did where he no spoilers but the thing he just did where he's kind of ashamed of or like it it really infects him internally you know what I mean because he does stuff with also the first stealthy moment right right which I like that and let's dive into it so I said Last of Us was my game in the year and now this is going to be my when it comes down to it it's going to be my hard choice of what it's going to be but. As of right now, Ghost of Tsushima is my game of the year, but it might change to the end of that. Because Last of Us is my favorite story ever. Like, that's definitely my favorite story of all time in a video game. Um, And the world building of that and, like, the way the animations are. But this game just does so many things. Like, it felt like a better Assassin's Creed I played. And, like, like, it felt like a mixture of that and Breath of the Wild in one. It's such a gear shift compared to Last of Us 2. Like, Last of Us 2 is a very cinema, like cinematic, like, it wa- it's very linear, and it's Naughty Dog trying to tell you, like, it's Naughty Dog saying, here, you're, you're, we're taking you on a journey on this story we want to tell. That's why there's no, like, dialogue choices, and it's really kind of groundbreaking that way. This game is literally a capital VG, like, video game. Like, there's like upgrades and you know like skill trees and it's just open world and it, they're totally two different games to me and this is just something we needed at this time because um what do we say what was i saying since the quarantine we've only had one two triple a games and one was last of us which might not be the best for a quarantine game oh, right there only two well triple well, big so, i meant sony triple a games sony, sony tri- yeah okay Okay, I see you slighting Animal Crossing like that. I see you slighting no, yeah. Doom Eternal. Right, no, I that's what I meant to say. Too. Well, I meant to say Sony exclusive AAA games. We've only okay. had two. And it's such a tone shift because people have been wanting a good like quarantine game and maybe Last of Us, which I disagree. I think it is good for me. But this, for everyone I've heard, this is a game that people needed right now just to dive in. And it's, it's great. It, I mean... And like it's totally different. Like I said, it's such a gear shift that it's from from Last of Us because uh, this feels like a video game, video game. And like I said, it was upgrades. There's just so much to do in the game. The presentation just feels so good. Like this seems like a first great installment of a franchise. I hope they continue, which it's always hard to do a fran- like a first of a franchise. And the more I played, the more I couldn't like stop playing this game. Like I wanted to binge this game, but at the same time, I want it to go on forever. So it's crazy. This game blows blows my mind in a way that I not really expected. Like once it starts get going, like it's a little slow where you are. That's why I wanted you to say you have to put a lot of hours in because the first couple hours are slow. I'm not gonna lie. And you can see in the world the game aspects were oh like when I was playing different stuff, I was like oh the developers inspired by Assassin's Creed here, and oh I'm doing something oh this is totally inspired by Witcher, and then doing the world oh this is totally inspired by Breath of the Wild here. And it's a combination a lot of a lot of my favorite games. And it does that combination really well. You know what I mean? So I get that, but I've actually been playing a lot of a different game. There's a different game that took me away from yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. No. <laughs> what? Uh, Saints Row Get Out of Hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's a great game. And the reason for that is Ghost of Tsushima. It's good. It's got a great story so far, and there's a lot to it. But it doesn't have the same at least so far, escapism to me. Really? It's so escapism to me? That Breath of the Wild does. Really? Because Breath of the Wild, it has a serious, dark story, but most of the time, you don't even notice that because you're like, oh, I want to know what's on top of this mountain. I got to climb it. And there's so much going on there that just makes you want to escape into that world. Right. But with Ghost of Tsushima, you're still, you know, they're telling their story well and they're doing all of that but it's not what i need really so, it's so what me, i need it's just because you get lost in this world the the, the hdr is yeah. the graphics are so good that you're just drawn to places and it does a great job of showing you stuff organically which we thought it i thought it would do and it does it better than i thought it would do like even that is the power of it like it gives you this island it lets you explore that it gives you a mission and like on the way you see a question marks and you go to that and then get involved and that, and on the way there, you might see a shrine or a haiku or bird or fox that just comes up and like leads you to something else. And I look at the clock and it's been two hours. And I haven't even done like the main thing I was set out to do. 
you get distracted in this just amazing natural world with it's beautiful like the photo mode best photo mode i've ever done i've taken like 80 screenshots with it yeah and, uh, yeah well, it's crazy yeah i can really appreciate it and i i found a couple shrines i followed foxes too but i think maybe it's just because it doesn't have the same freedom of movement as right other that's games. yeah because i mean stiff I think this is just my opinion, but I think the uh, the more freedom of movement a player has, what do you mean freedom, freedom of, of movement? Yeah. So freedom of movement, I mean like your ability to go where you want directly. So in like Saints Row, um, Saints Row Four, and then uh, Get Out of Hell, you can like fly, you can like super sprint, like basically run like the Flash all over the place you can do crazy, crazy things to just get where you want in this Spider-Man. This is 1200. Spider-Man. And, well, I'm saying Spider-Man, you're swinging from thing to thing. And even in, say, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where if we're going to go, you know, based on time, is set further back, they have, like, you can climb pretty much directly up cliff faces. You can go... Yeah, the climbing's a little wonky. It's like horizon but, climbing, yeah. And also... Like I just got the um, thing where you can roll to mitigate fall damage, but fall damage is crazy in that game. Like falling from like a one-story building. I'm gonna tell like, you, your your horse so doesn't die, so just use the horse, and he drops, and he's like a spring for you. The horse I, never will die. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, if I'm if I've climbed up to a place or like stepped up to a place without my horse, because I've been exploring the world on foot because I like seeing more that way. You know, I don't... I don't like falling, like, 10 feet and dying. Right. It's weird. What'd you name so, your horse? Uh, there were only three choices of names, so I think I went with Sora. No, I went with Nobu. <laughs> Very cool. Um, But yeah, like, no spoilers, but there are three acts, and each act brings you to, like, a section of that, and so there's, like, three sections of the main island. And each act is a new place, and I don't even want to go to the next area until I literally get everything, which I've fully explored the first area. Uh, in the first area, not because uh, I needed to, but, like, I enjoy it so much. And I think where it shines is the combat is so good. And I was saying yeah. I, I got over the lock, no lock-on. I'm, I'm into it now because I'm playing on a hard difficulty, and this game has a hard spike. Like, it starts hard, then it gets easy and gets really hard because it introduces new stuff. In the beginning, I was dying a lot. Me and my friend were playing on hard. And then we got more upgrades. We got some, did a couple mythic quests, which are really cool. You got these cool armor, and you it like clicks with you. And you start getting really good. And like in this huge battle, you do the standoff, which whoever like the, it just looks so good. The realistic samurai combat, and you do the standoff where the mo, the camera goes a little like cinema cin, cinematography mode, you know, landscape mode, and it's just awesome. And I just enjoy it. You know, I enjoy that. Did you like the combat? Um, I like the combat all right. I like how it's asking you to switch between like heavy attacks to break guard. Do you have a new and... stance yet? Did you get a new stance? No, I haven't gotten any. Oh new yeah, once yet. you get the stances, it changes the game. So I just got the water stance, and then you could just totally deal with the shield guys way differently. So you, the water stance for shield, then you get the wind stance for spear, and then you get the last stance for what it's called, but it works for brutes. And you literally change on the fly. I did my friends playing stealthy. So in his upgrade, he got the wind chimes first. So it's like, lets you be more stealthy. You could throw and lure people. I got the smoke bombs first, which are insane. You just drop in battle. They're like, you can just go up and assassinate them. And it's crazy. It's, it's insane. The, I've upgraded my bow almost max in my katana. I found so much stuff. The stances are really good and it really changes the way you play. That's yeah. why I'm saying like, do be, do as much saints row as you want. And because that's what I was saying with a lot of people, it takes a lot. It takes time to get into getting like really get into the game. So just give it a little more chance and tell me what you think like next week. Yeah, because it's really good. It's really nice. And uh, I like how you really shows you when to block because the blocking is really fluid and, and like responsive and you can parry and then hit people and open up enemies for a counterattack and level those up. Like it's almost daunting how much you could level up and how many skill trees there are. And I heard that you could get everything if you do every side mission. Um, yeah, I was shocked by the dynamic level of gameplay. It just kept me intrigued and keeps it challenging the whole game. It's definitely, like I said, realistic samurai combat. You know? um, I think 
I do like the blocking, and I do... Yeah. I kind of like the parries. I think... You can upgrade those, and they get good. Well, let me finish. I think kind of like Sekiro, there's an issue with sometimes enemies attack too quickly to react to. Right, right. And so by the time... Like, you know, I see them start to move the blade forward, and I know, okay, it's to, I need to block now to parry. They've already hit me. Because yeah. it's just like a quick jab or like a quick slice that's just really hard to react to. That's just me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, it gets good, and I like how every I'm about thir- 20 hours in, um, they just keep know, showing me wrong. I really like the world. The world's beautiful. I think there's a lot yeah. to find. It's just, you're saying it's exactly what you needed right now. Um, not me. Right. Well, I think it's good. It. I think I'm going to keep playing it, but I think it's going to be a much slower, right. slower burn. Right. Well, that is good. Well, we'll leave it at that. Oh, I also liked how they really used the touchpad with the wind and tip to you bow at different stuff. You'll get given different yeah. stuff and stuff in the world will happen. So, but yeah, we'll leave it at that. So, that was a lot of topics we had today. It was good. We had a lot to talk about. A lot of big gaming stuff. Yep, yep. And so we're calling it for the week. Yep, yep. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Untitled Gamecast. I am Aiden Gross. Dominic. And we are out. Have a good one. <laughs>